Welcome to Get This Shit. I'm Kaylee, and here with me is Cassie. Hi! We're your hosts for this evening. Howdy, howdy! How's it going? It's going fabulous. How are you? I'm wonderful. I uh, am, yeah, I'm really, really good, and I'm loving our new little setup. I can't stand it. You don't understand. The pod fort is out of control. It's official. It really is. Like, we have mics, and there are screens in front of them, and yes! arms, and... We got a mixer! And laptops, <laughs> and it's it's amazing. We're, like, official. Like, official, official. Yeah. So, we really need to let you guys, or you guys need to let us know, like, how it's, how yes. it's sounding, and the improvement from the last one, all of the tens of our listeners. So yes, all ten of you, please flood our inbox. Absolutely. Please let us know. Um, I think it'll help with like a lot of the echoing that we've had. Oh, I mean, for sure. Honestly, we were just recording off of a phone. I mean, yeah, what, man, we were just using my iPhone. What the fuck y'all expect from us here? I, this is not a high <laughs> dollar operation. Truth. Most definitely a nickel and dime type of. Yes. And a <laughs> shout out to your father for helping us. Man. God bless this fucking dude. My dad, seriously, I. Thanks, Henry. Thanks, Henny. He seriously has supported us so much. I mean, both of my parents, like, they... Absolutely, yes. My dad bought us, you know, a couple of different things that we really needed and that we just, you know... we haven't had the luxury to buy exactly i mean i've been between jobs like it's just been it's been a little tight around here which is yeah man and i you know quit mine and was like bye (laughs) uh and he had some of this stuff just sitting around in his basement so he walked us through it i felt um kind of dumb i'm glad you understood more of what he was talking about because you yeah you grew up in kind of that whole yeah my dad's a musician yes so yeah i helped with sound a little bit here and there and definitely like learned i was exposed to it more than you for sure yeah Yeah, i agree with that so please forgive us if you hear adjusting or different things we are this is our first episode with our new equipment yeah so I've already bumped my glasses on <laughs> this pop screen so many times, <laughs> so I'm trying really hard. I mean, I don't think they can hear if you pop your glasses, just the sound you make after. Good, yeah, every time, God damn it. like, yeah, yeah that, I do that. that sound. No, it's exciting. I'm, yeah. Hopefully it'll cut out any kind of other noises that you we You mean have. my sump pump? Or the fact that we, you know, are constantly moving and you can't sit still. Oh, I can't sit still. No, even with Vyvanse in my life, I still can't sit fucking still. Truth. I can't. So what's new with you? How was your week? Man, it was uh, tiring. You are busting ass. Tired. I'm very tired. (laughs) Yes. um, Not like you look old. Like, you know, like you look tired. Yeah. Like I fell asleep at nine o'clock last night without shame in my life. And I mean, well, we're, you know, we're still moving stuff around. We're still getting the store set up. So uh, honestly, I'm just coming home and just kind of passing out. So today I came over here completely covered in construction dust. You don't mind. So that's all. Nope. I'm covered in hair and dye. Yeah. Color. So. We're good. We're two. Whatever. Working. working girls. Working girl. 
girls working girls. And then this is the, uh, what, what is it? They call it nine to five and then the five to nine. So this is like our five to nine. Yes, this is our yeah. five to nine gig, dude. Legitimately. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Just looked at the time. <laughs> As she checks yeah, the time. It happens. It, yeah. I mean, this is what we love. So it's a good it, time. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. So that's all yes. that matters. Um, other than that, uh, I, I have watched something, but, um, it ties into what I'm going to tell you about. <gasps> so I can't actually tell you about what I've oh, been watching. Okay. That's fine. Um, so Saturday you cut my hair. Oh yeah, I did. You I did. give you a little trim, trim, trim. Yes. And luckily you didn't have to cut off too much. No dude, your hair is the... crazy healthy. You've yeah. been taking care of it. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, you're so welcome. Uh and then Sunday morning I went and saw dad for a little bit Aww. and just, you know, took him breakfast and I had to pick up a couple things there anyways. Right so on. uh I forgot his chainsaw like I promised I would take to him, so I'll Ooh. it's Ooh. fine. I'll take it back to him eventually. <laughs> Well, why the hell does Jim need a chainsaw? He doesn't. It's just his. Sure, he wants it, it back. And he just wants it back. I feel that. And we just haven't put it back in my car because it's Who carries a, around a chainsaw? It's a chainsaw. I'm not going to put it in my fucking car. So it, it was That'd fine. Great, so I though. took him breakfast. And I was like, here, I'm sorry. I forgot your Sorry. What did you take him for breakfast? So I hadn't tried Wendy's breakfast yet. And I, I didn't know that Wendy's had breakfast. Wendy's does have breakfast. Okay. They advertise for it. So the commercials look fantastic. And I was not impressed. Oh. The only. Th- First of all, they screwed up my order. Ow. God bless it. Which it's whatever. It's Wendy's. Um, the sandwich do? was kind of unimpressive to me. Uh, the only thing that I did like was instead of hash browns, they did like home fries. Oh, like I am a fries. slut for home fries. I know you are. <laughs> I love roasted potatoes and shit. They, uh, they were good. I will give them credit. Yum. I think that they should just take these and do those for their regular fries because Ooh. I'm not a big fan of their regular fries. Oh yeah, no. They used to be good, and They're, then they changed changed it all up. Yeah. All of the fast food restaurants, I feel, did that. Yeah, because like in the nineties, fries were different. They were yes. good. Yeah, they you were know really I mean? good. Yeah, but yeah, it whatever. Was fine. Uh, and then after I got back, because of course the dog, for whatever reason, woke us up at seven thirty on a Sunday morning. Rude ass. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to go to dad's and then I'll be back. And then um, Tanner's little brother, Evan, uh, he came by um, that afternoon and just kind of hung out with us a little bit. Right on. Yeah. What a doodle. Yeah, it was nice. We didn't really do. We, on a, we, he brought over um, a, a couple little like snack food items. Hell yeah. And uh yeah, we just kinda hung out. It was awesome. That's what's up. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. I'm glad that you had a good week. Well yeah, yeah week week and a half. Yeah, week and a half. I mean I usually I see you, you on Saturdays. I, I saw you like three times <laughs> since we've no. recorded. So <laughs> I can't help it. It's fine. I gotta see you. I gotta get I gotta get my gotta get my taste in. I know. That's fine. Oh man! What um, about you? 
I've been super, I've been balls to the wall you, since we talked last. You have since, been. you know, we, the uh, collective, uh, the royal the, we. Yes. Our the GTS audience. we. Yes. Since we have been together, my friends, um, I got some news. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the last week that our episode released, I... Uh, I'm going to be having a spinal fusion done. Mm-hmm. Um, it came as a surprise to me. Right, because we were so sure it was something else. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of was like yeah. a ball drop on you. Yeah, my world came crashing down, to be honest with you. Um, shout out to, number one, my husband, Sam. Because without him, um, I would have surely lost my mind or, um, to be completely honest, lost my life. Uh, it was that, it was that deep. I, um, I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. And like, shout out, shout out to you. Because Kaylee was one of the very next people that I reached out to because, I mean, she's, I'm, yeah. She's been with me forever through everything, but I, um, so, you know, I've talked about being in physical therapy and mm-hmm. learning stretches and strengthening my core and all of this. And, yeah. and we just, thought that that was like, that was it. Like you yes. were going to be, you know, we were going to get this back figured yep. out and it yep. turns out that's not what's going on. Turns out on. that's not the case. And I know that many other people out there can, uh, empathize with me and have had the same experience or a similar experience being a person of weight or being overweight because I'm a fat bitch like I'm fat I know I'm fat I'm not you I am uh, not unaware of this fact but I do have other health concerns other than being large right and I have been larger in my life, I have never been more healthy in oh, my life. No. You know, yeah. we work out. We uh, used to work out. Yeah, until a ton. I yeah, and I, I, I work out. I still do what I do, and I have taken it. I started taking it a little easier because I was told by my doctors, like, hey, you know, maybe. Be careful. Maybe we need to be a little bit more careful because now you understand what's going on. Right. But I was told by multiple doctors that if I just lost more weight that my back would be better. If I tighten my core. Because that's the the immediate thing that they always go to. If you have any sort of health problem, oh, it must be your weight. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I know I'm fat, but like my leg's fucking numb. Like I can't feel my foot. Um, I had a loss of sensation. Right. In, it was not numb. It was loss yes. of sensation. I couldn't feel right. pressure. I couldn't feel anything. So once again, shout out for to Jackie for giving me the vocabulary I yes. needed to talk to these doctors. But but you didn't think that all of a sudden it was going to come back and you were no. literally going to have to have surgery on your no, spine. No, I went to a spine so, specialist yeah. for a consultation. And he told me that I had two options. Option number one was to wait it out and to live with the pain that I've been having. And as a hairstylist, that's not a thing. Not, not really an option, an option because uh, it is. I like I live my life in pain. 
So every time the pain scale to me, anytime someone asks me like on a scale of one to 10, I want to shove my fucking foot down their throat because I live, I live in pain every day. Right. So the pain scale doesn't work for me. So we talked about intensity of pain. I said every day my, my level of pain is a five. Mm -hmm. I live at a five. That is where I'm comfortable. I would say like, that's a normal ass day for me. Because I didn't know that other people's, like, knees and shit didn't hurt every single day of their life. Yeah, no, that's that's not a thing. I didn't um, know that everybody's hips didn't hurt every day of their fucking yeah, life, every I've, minute. Yeah, I've been busting my ass at work, and, like, my hips don't really hurt. My feet hurt. Sure! And that makes sense to me, you know right. what I mean? But, like, right. I didn't know this. Truly didn't, had no There's, idea. It's just always been something you've had. Yeah. So when I went and talked to him, he said, you have two options. You can wait out the pain and I'll see you in a few years. Or you can let me do this surgery and help you. So I am having an A lift and a P lift. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be going in through my front. They're going to put a bracket on my front. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to flip me over like a beautiful little pancake. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to put some screws in my back. And they're going to help anchor my spine to my pelvis. Yeah. That is pretty much the simplest way I can explain it and how I understand it. But it is going to be a uh, very long a long recovery. Yes. I'm very scared. But? But it's going to be the prospect of being in less pain. Right. Is outweighing how scared I am. Right. I mean, you're going to be like running and shit. I, you know, I told him, I said, I better be able to twerk after this. <laughs> and uh, I I, you could. I'm disappointed. I, girl, I can do the lazy girl twerk where you like oh, you move okay. your feet, your, the like the heels of your feet up and down. Oh, okay. And like I jiggle my butt a little bit. Like that's what I can do. But I better be able to twerk. Like better be able to do it. I bet you will. Oh, I better. He said, I've never had that, requ- that request or goal before. And I was like, I'm a different breed, Zach. I'm a different breed. Bruh. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, uh, the thing that I've really been struggling with the most is um, not like being scared. I mean, I'm scared, but is feeling, feeling like a burden and uh, feeling worthy enough to accept help. Because deep down inside, I don't feel like I'm worthy of accepting as much help as I'm going to need. And uh, And that has been... There will be a lot of help needed, but... Yes. And I'm so uncomfortable with that. (laughs) I'm so uncomfortable because I'm the helper. I I am the helper. I'm here. And, uh, you know, I just can't say thank you enough to every person who has reached out to me and offered help or thanks or uh, not thanks, but words of kindness, uh, support, uh, love. Um, My mother is going to end up here with a casserole. You know that. Yes. And I'm pumped. And I have to call your mother. It's in my phone (laughs) as a reminder. Good. um, Because she sent me a card because she's a loving, lovely human. Yeah. Um, I do have to shout out Katie. Absolutely. Because Katie at the uh, she was one of the first people that I contacted because 
she works from home and everybody else ha- was working, you know, when I found this out and, you know, I called her and I just said, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to, yeah. What am I going to do? I know, babe. And then she was Katie Lynn. And she was and Katie. And she, she big like, sistered the fuck out of me that day. Good. She and, learned from the best. Oh, <laughs> not from you oh yeah <laughs> i forgot i'm the big sister uh i'm Damn. being old uh, she fucking she big sistered the fuck out of me and i cannot appreciate i, I can't thank her enough um she's gonna come home mm-hmm. and she's gonna use that nursing degree and yes. she's going to be my caretaker uh for at least the first three weeks we're going to put you to work, Katie Lynn. Put you to work, girl. And uh, hopefully we can snag her and get her on the on the uh, podcast. Yeah. We're going to make her we'll, do that. We're, we're, we'll work on We're going to make her do that. So, uh, yeah, the, the next podcast that we release, mm-hmm. will it will take place right before my surgery. And it will be released right after. Okay. So, um not in two more episodes in two episodes we'll we will be, be recording from your bed from my bed <laughs> <laughs> i will be in my bed but uh yeah it it'll I, be I mean, we'll a new experience yeah man yeah. um i am every day getting more and more excited for the prospect of not being in pain. Of not being in pain. I'm I'm very scared of what it's all gonna look like because I, I have anxiety and like I make up scenarios in my head and I get myself all yeah. fucking flustered about things that haven't even happened. So Yeah. And I like to run those scenarios of like worst case scenarios and all of that. So Yeah, I can't imagine anyone can relate to that. Oh wait, yeah, everyone weird. Can everyone fucking relate. I yeah. know. And Sally has been working overtime with my ass. Like, <laughs> God bless you, Sally. All, all of my doctors, my general practitioner, my spine mm-hmm. specialist, like everyone, they have been amazing. And, you know, I also addressed with them um, my dependency issues that I uh, used to have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've shared that or not, but when I was uh, very young, uh, in high school, I had a very... I had an addiction to pills. Yeah. I like to take pain pills. And yeah. and I think, was it after you broke your leg? Uh, it was when I had problems with my knee. Okay. And all of that. Gotcha. Uh-huh. And, uh. Which is. It a, was a sports injury. Again, a major story that we hear time and time yeah. and time and time again. But, you know, your doctors now, your doctors know this. Yeah. And they're going to be there and we have a full ass action plan. I've yeah. been I am now on antidepressants. I was going it alone and mm-hmm. I was using other things to elevate and trying to, you know, manage, medically manage my own self, like through power of will and whatnot. And it's just not enough. Yeah. It's not enough, but it's okay. Yeah. It absolutely. is okay to need a little help. So I figured and it's not going to be forever. I mean, who doesn't says have that to you, be, I, you know, I've, I've talked to people and they were maybe on antidepressants for a couple of yeah. years and they found themselves able to move forward and move on from it. So, yeah. and you know, it's, 
it's okay. You can't handle it all by yourself. It's, no, it's yeah. okay. And one of the main reasons to get a little, uh, I mean, a little graphic, we're all friends here. One of the reasons I stopped taking antidepressants is because it affected me sexually. Right, which is a very, very common Super thing. Super common. And I just wasn't willing to compromise with that. And I was like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> As you twitch. <laughs> As I twitch. So, I mean, four months laid up in bed, I can't be doing a whole lot of tricks and whatnot. You, you know what I mean? You cannot be doing so, any tricks. So, uh, we're just going to we'll let those screws heal. And, you and know, then we'll get people, our screws back on. You know what I mean? Some people have said that. Uh, you know, with it, it's just a short period of time that it affected their sex drive. Sure, and that after a while, their and I didn't give it a chance. I was young. You, you didn't give it a chance. I you didn't. You were also like freshly married, so no, girl. This was back when I was in my twenties. Uh, well, it's, nobody wants to stop. And their I was sex dumb as fuck. Yeah, yeah, but nobody wants to stop their sex drive. In no, 20. no, no. Oh, fuck that. So <laughs> now at thirty, <laughs> uh, now at thirty. I'm a bit. I can hold off. I'm for more a reasonable. Yeah, I'm more reasonable. Yeah. I would say, um, but yeah. Um, along with the news about my spine, um, I f- had on my IUD placement. Mm-hmm. Everything went fabulous. I'm feeling good. Um, uh, I haven't had. I don't feel as if I've had any poor effects mm-hmm. from it or anything. Um, I have actually been losing weight. Fuck yes. My doctors have listened to me and they've put me on, you know, they've helped me with mm-hmm. different medications and going about things differently. So that's been amazing. Finding all the, the balance of everything, too. Yes. Yeah. I have found m- medical professionals who actually care about me and care mm-hmm. about my health. I know it's fucking crazy. That's you know nice. what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> but I. It, Hold on to them and never let go. Never let go. I told my general practitioner, I was like, Linda, if you ever try to leave me, <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> I'll find you, Linda. I don't care where you move to. Yes. I'll, up there. I'll knock on your fucking door. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, I have had, my heart is so full because I've had so much love and so much support. And I've just been trying to, you know. Keep myself in good spirits and uh, not dwell, uh, not stay in the shit too yes. long. You know what I mean? Because you gotta, you gotta recognize it. You yeah. gotta sit in it, but you can't dwell in it. You can't yeah. get stuck. You can't stay there. No. Yeah. And one of the ways that I have been entertaining myself. Okay. Remember last episode when we were talking about porn and talking about podcasts oh yeah our uh, supposed new little side business uh-huh mm-hmm. well okay. i have only found one. Oh, so there is one but there is one all right okay what are they called now listen i'm not saying that we can't do a side shuckins uh-huh. Uh-huh. but these ladies perfect these ladies are amazing the name of this podcast is Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast. God damn it. Yes. That is fucking amazing. The hosts are Yvette, okay. De Etremont, and Alice Vaughn. Okay, those so, are sexy ass names. Sexy. First of they all. got sexy voices too. Love. So Yvette or Yvette, if I'm so sorry if I butcher your name, my darling. Uh, these women are hilarious. So, uh, their tagline, 
They review the holes and plot holes of your favorite porns. Oh my god. They have all different types of guests from porn stars to scientists to comedians and authors. That's amazing. I'm dead fucking serious. So the two episodes that I liked the most that I listened to so far, Mm -hmm. uh, one was called Dragon Boob Z, where they watched a porn parodied off of Dragon Ball Z, and they had a comedian named Open Mike Eagle on. And had you never seen that porn I had never seen that porn, okay. and I I looked it up. I didn't watch it because I was driving, but I looked uh, yeah. it up. I Googled it so I could, like, don't have por- a mind's Don't eye. porn and drive. Don't porn and drive. Number one. Put your phone down. Put your phone down. Put your phone down. <laughs> Number Dangerous. One. Number two. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't yeah, be that guy. Yeah. I, that's weird. I think that everybody. Wait. I hope not everybody. But I have seen someone jacking off in their car in traffic. Have you? I don't think I have. Oh, God, But I good. also, like, have this cluelessness when I drive. Where I don't <laughs> pay attention. No, I'm nosy as fuck. I look in your car to I, see what you're doing. I see you look in people's car. I don't look because I don't want to see something like that. That's you're just hilarious. Nosy and I'm like, mm, no. No, it, I'm it, looking for the Swiss cheese pervert. It's that, not, I'm looking it, for that Swiss it, cheese man. It's none of my business. That's so funny. That is so funny. Okay, and then the other one that I listened to that I really loved is, what is Jeopardy? Porn. And the guest was Justin Le Miller, and he is a uh, journalist, a blogger, okay. uh, and he was a contestant on Jeopardy. Stop a winner-loser on Jeopardy. Because every winner on Jeopardy always ends up a loser. Truth truth yes that is amazing they are absolutely great they are available on apple Podcasts, google play spotify stitcher and many more sites look um up go look up two girls one mic the porn cast god please bless you ladies god bless you absolutely amazing Alrighty, are you ready to get this shit? I'm ready. Perfect. So today, Kaylee, I'm going to be telling you about the Daring Night Witches. The Daring Night Witches. The Daring Night Witches. I love it. my sources, because apparently I like to forget that shit. My sources today come from Mm History.com, Meet the Night Witches by Brian Holland. Also... Another one from History.com, The Night Witches of World War II. Ooh. And then The Accidental Moodist. Yeah, that's it. The Night Witches. Okay. So, here we go. Nicknamed the Night Witches by the Germans because of the whooshes and broom-like noises that the bare-bones planes... That these women flew. Oh, okay. These were the only sounds of warning that the Germans would hear from an attack by the incredible all-female 46 Taman Guard Night Bomber Aviation Regiment. Fuck. So all they hear is just a, like a, what did you <sighs> Oh, okay. It sounded so it, like the whoosh of, uh, like, like, when you sweep with an old broom. Uh-huh. That's what it would sound like. Oh. 
So, okay. like, if you think, like, Hocus Pocus, like, when they would I go to take think off. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Yes. So, so that's all they hear. Yes. Huh. These, I, right. I will all tell right. you. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so excited. So, these planes that these women flew were too small to show up on radar or infrared. Damn. They never used radios, so radio locators were useless. These women were basically ghosts. They braved bullets, frostbite, Ooh. and while battling skepticism and sexual harassment on the ground. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. And still kicking fucking ass. Kicking ass. They were feared and hated so much by the Nazis that any German airman who downed one of them automatically was awarded a prestigious Iron Cross medal. Baby back, bitch. Baby back, bitch. So, the uh, 588th regime, mm -hmm. their first mission was June 28th, 1948. Damn. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about these amazing women. I'm yes. going to tell you about their planes and equipment, their mission, and some of the info. And then I'm going to tell you about some of these amazing women that actually flew these missions and helped with making sure that Russia didn't fall into Hitler's hands. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm down for it. So the planes that these women's that these women flew, the planes were too light to carry a parachute. Oh, they couldn't carry radar detectors, radios, or guns. Jesus, it's a matchbox. It's a matchbox. These planes were polic. <laughs> this is gonna be awful. <laughs> so this is also Russian. This name. is a lot of Russian names. So bear with me. I believe in you. And I, bruh, I have this shit spelled out, but hooked on phonics still did not work. Okay, so <laughs> uh, Polik Arvo Arpova. Polik Arvo. Nope. God damn it, Kaylee. Polik Ar. Pova. Okay. U2 biplanes. So biplanes are teeny tiny. If you think about like just look up biplane okay. on like Google it, okay? Okay. When you think about um uh, the why can I not think of them? The Wright brothers, like that kind of shit. Yes. That's what we're thinking of, teeny okay? Tiny. This is what they were flying for bombing missions oh shit oh no look at it no yep a u2 biplane <laughs> mm -mm. so that can't that can't hold my luggage man. that no can't hold my duffel bag right no so instead instead of having parachutes radar detectors radios or guns they navigated with low-tech items such as maps Compasses, flashlights, watches, rulers, and pencils. So old school. Yes, which they also use the school. pencils as eyeliner as well. Oh, fuck yeah, they did. Because you gotta look fly as fuck while you're dropping them bombs. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, so they're out here doing fucking calculus while I'm over <laughs> here using my calculator so I know what 20% is. 
<laughs> because you need to turf tip well of in the service industry tip. right now. Tip very well. All the time. Over tip. So they were fierce fighters, but they found ways to add feminine touches. They would wear makeup and they would also put flowers in their planes. Aww. Yes. Each plane could only carry two bombs at a time under each wing. Every night, Damn. the regime would send out four, uh, I'm sorry, 42-person crews. Okay. So 20 planes. Boom. Boom. Gotcha. Boom. Okay. They flew eight to 18 missions a night. Nope. Each night. Nope. These flimsy planes struggled under the heavy loads of the bombs, and they had to fly at very low altitudes, making them very easy to shoot down. This is why the 588th regime only flew at night. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yes. So, their missions. The Night Witches flew over 30,000 missions over four years. Jesus. Yes. That is... uh so many so many (laughs) right they dropped over twenty three thousand tons of bomb tons tons of bombs oh my god yeah uh on advancing german armies Mm -hmm. they lost 32 pilots Mm -hmm. sadly one of them i i am going to talk about marina ruskova and she is one of the founding members. Like, she is I got a badass, man. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, she did die January 4th when her plane was shot down on the front line. So, to tell you a little bit about Marina Ruskova. She was born uh, in March of uh, 1912. She had aspirations of becoming an opera singer, but she later fell victim to a middle ear infection that left her unable to continue to sing. Isn't that sad? That's awful. She quit music and uh, threw herself into studying chemistry and engineering in high school. She married an engineer. Not where I would have gone, but okay. Right? I'm like, oh my god, I like love music. You know what? It's like music. Chemistry. (laughs) It's the music of science? Nope. No, it's not. (laughs) Not at all. Good for her, though. I mean, mean, yeah. I'm like, I can't. (laughs) She did marry an engineer, Sir uh, Sergei Reskova. They had a child, Tanya, uh, in 1930. The following year, she started working for Aero Navigation Laboratory uh, in the Air Force Academy as a draftswoman. Oh, okay. Raskova became a famous aviator as both a pilot and a navigator for the Soviet Union in the 1930s. She was the first woman to be a navigator in the Soviet Air Force in 1933. Get a bitch. So she worked as an actual navigator. Yeah. A year later, she started teaching at a very impossible for me to pronounce Air Academy. Z-H-U-K-O-V-S-K-Y. Nope, I couldn't give you any sort of clue. 
Kuskovsky I'm, Air I'm guessing, Academy. as hard as it is for us to pronounce that, it's even harder to get into. Yes, she was the first woman ever admitted. Yep. She taught males and, after a while, female students military navigation. Okay. Do, do, do. The one, one of her most badass flights uh, was Rodinia ANT-37. Uh, this is a con- a converted DB-2 long-range bomber in September of 1938. She was the navigator of the crew that also included two other female airmen. Oh, get it? The actual goal was to set an international women's record for a straight-line distance flight. The plan was to fly from Moscow to Como- Komsoloski in the Far East. When finally completed, the flight took over... I'm so sorry. The flight took 26 hours and 29 minutes over a straight-line distance of uh, 3,695 miles. Do, do, do. So a total distance of 4,010 miles. Gotcha. Okay. Damn. In reality, this trip took 10 days Ew. when the plane was unable to find an airfield due to poor visibility. Oh. Because the navigator's cockpit had no entrance to the rest of the plane and was vulnerable to crash landing, Ruskova parachuted out before they touched down. Damn. Yeah, right? She said bye. She had also forgotten her emergency kit and was unable to find the plane for 10 days with no water and almost no food. Jeez. The rescue crew had found the aircraft eight days after landing. And was waiting when, with the plane when she found her way to it. <laughs> she walks up. Hey, guys. Hey, what up, brah? So God, I finally I fucking stout. found it. I do stout. Right? After, after she showed up, all three women were taken safely back home. Fuck yeah. On November 2nd, 1938, all three women were decorated with the Hero of the Soviet Union Award, the first females ever to receive it, and the only ones before World War II. Nice. So that was before mm-hmm. she started dropping bombs in these fucking tiny-ass planes. Already established badass. An already established badass. Yes. So... Uh, our next amazing woman that was a part of uh, uh, the Night Witches mm-hmm. is Yedovka Bershanskaya. So, Yedovka was born in February of 1913 in what was then the Russian Empire. After both parents died in the Russian Civil War, she was raised by her uncle. After graduating high school, she enrolled in the Batyaski School of Pilots in 1931. Okay. After graduating there, she trained other pilots 
at that school from 1932 to 19, one, two, three, 1939. <laughs> and me, 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 me. <laughs> you're so, so much. You're doing so good, babe. Thank you. I, girl, this tough. She's the, tired. She's getting really uh, tired. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So she was also appointed to commander of the 218th Special Operation Aviation Squadron. Commander? Became, yes. Dang. Yes. And became a deputy of the Krasnodar City Council. Yevdovka uh, assisted in the development of the very tactic that made the, the three different regimes mm -hmm. that made the night witches. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, these three women that I'm talking about are from these three regimes, but they all work together. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yep. I, it confused you. the absolute <laughs> shit out of me for the longest time. I had to have someone explain to me how, like, military shit works. I was like, I don't understand. Aren't they all on the same team? They're like, oh. yes, they're like sub-team. It's like JV, but not really JV. It's just like team A, B, and C, but they're all on the same team. Yes. But that's too many people on one squad. And I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I don't sports so much. I, know. I don't you, military. You don't sport. You don't military. I, I know. I was not allowed to join the military <laughs> because I'm held together by scar tissue and good intentions. Yeah. Like and soon to be metal. So and it's fine. Soon to be titanium metals. Yes. I really hope that I set off metal detectors, I but I doubt do. that I will. I know. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> but any hoozles. So um. Yevdovka, yes, 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 Yevdovka, uh, she assisted in the development of the very tactics that made these three regimes feared by the Germans. Whenever possible, the night witches flew at low altitudes where the Germans were known not to have that radar, right? Right. They would rise to higher altitudes. They would turn off the engines. No. Glide down quietly to the no. best bombing position and only turn the power on to return flight back to the bases. That's they literally would dive bomb them. That's a hard, hard no for me. Hard no, right? Hard no. They would turn that shit on and be like, bye! I, I don't want the plane turning off when it's not supposed I, to be. Like, the, I can't the imagine. The only time the plane should be off is when it is safely on the ground. On no the ground. Moving. We are, I am, like, I, when deboarding. I'm, yes, when I am no longer on the plane, you yes. can turn the plane off. You are welcome to turn that motherfucker off. You turn off. that key, babe. I don't, if it's push button, I don't care. You can turn it off, but. I need to be off if the I'm plane. If I'm on that plane, it needs I to better be hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the constant. Constant. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, our last powerful oh, sassy woman. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even realize. Happy International Women's Day. It a little is. late. A little late. A little late. But. It's International Women's Week. 
You picked an amazing topic for it. Thank you. Uh, This was in the bank, man. I had this one in the bank. Noise. Yeah. All right. So our last beautiful woman is Nina Maximovna Raspopovna. We're going to give it a, we're going to give it another try. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. One, two, three. Nina. One, two, three. Nina Maximovna Raspopova. All right. That one was good. That one was that really was good. good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So Nina. <laughs> we're just going to go with that one. We're going to stick with Nina. We're on a first name basis. Uh, we would be bros. Oh, yeah. We'd be bros. Absolutely. Uh, she was born uh, December 31st, 1913. Aww. I just thought that was cool. Uh, Nina was just 15 years old when she started to attend mining school. Mining. There's a school? Apparently, that was my, when I read this, I said, there's a school for mining? Like, I just thought they threw you in there and they're like, figure it out. Or, I mean, like, a little bit on the dot on the job training. Sure. Yeah, like an apprenticeship. Yes. Yeah, man. But not a school? Not like school school. Yeah. So after graduating from mining school. Good for you, babe. <laughs> right? She continued to the Khabarovsky Flight School in 1933. Eager to become a pilot, Nina was not deterred by the fact that she was one of only two female students at that school. So she went from being underground to flying above it. Right? She's a, not interested on being on the crust. No, no. It, it's 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 extremes for her. It's yes. either underneath or above. So, yeah. All, All right, right, babe. I, I get you. I love that. Uh, so either be one, two, three. Uh, cool side note. Blah, blah, blah. Before enlisting in the military, she worked as a geologist in the mines. Okay. Right. All right. Nina was also an instructor at an aero club where she gained a lot of parachuting practice. Nice. Nice. So you're 100%, 300% correct that she had zero interest. Yeah. Zero interest in anything that wasn't like deep underground or high up in the sky. Yeah. (laughs) Now. Let me tell you about some of the crazy fucking shit she did. All right. <laughs> okay? She is like one of the most extreme badasses I've ever read about. Yes. On one mission in 1942, after a standard bombing attack, her biplane that she was flying was hit by an anti-aircraft uh, missile. Mm-hmm. Okay. To avoid more fire, she maneuvered the plane into a steep dive leading the other aircraft that was firing at her to think that she had been shot down. Oh, uh, she faked them out. Yeah, she okay. did, did the old fake-a-roo right there. So thinking that she had been shot down, uh, when she began to increase altitude over a lake, her navigator noticed that the oil tank had been punctured from the... Uh, the shots. Right. Despite the damage of the plane, both aviators survived the incident after dropping their bombs and landing in their designated airfield. Jesus. So even though she was being chased, uh-huh. shot hit. at, hit, 
Having no oil. Having no oil. Like, it leaking. She still completed her mission successfully and then returned back to base with no other incidents. Gold star, babe. On another mission, the same year that her plane was hit, uh, it was hit again (laughs) by more anti-aircraft fire. This time, causing more damage to her aircraft. The fuel tank exploded. Nope. And it sprayed fuel all over the cabin. It damaged (gasps) the engines. Ooh. And it seriously injured her navigator, Larissa Radchikova. Aww. The plane landed on a minefield. Oh. All the crew members were rescued by an artillery unit. That their commissioner had sent in search for them because they were that valuable. Damn. Yes. Their commanders, I think that it may have changed my thing. Um, their commanders would send people in mm-hmm. to rescue these women if they got shot down and things because they were that valuable. Absolutely. Because other no Y'all, men could oh, do what they none were doing. The other fucks can do this. Exactly. Because uh, number one, they weighed too much. Yeah. They weighed the planes down and they couldn't do it. And they also were too big of pussies. They couldn't drop at the like that. speeds that these women would. Right. So, um, having sustained several injuries requiring surgery, Nina received surgery and returned to active duty in less than two months. Two months. Two Jesus. After being like sprayed with uh, fuel and yeah. fire all of this Jeez. so during the battle of Crimean, she survived another close call after being shot down again after making an emergency landing she almost taxied into a trench and hit an anti-tank mine oh but yet God. she still managed to survive holy shit Nina participated in the bombing campaigns over uh, Kharkov, Belarus, Ukraine, Crimea, Germany, and Poland. And in total, she completed one, two, three. In total, she completed eight hundred and five shorties or combat missions oh my god sometimes making as many as eight shorties in one night that's too much in doing so she dropped a total of 110 tons of bombs on her targets damn which included destroying three ferries one segment of railroad a searchlight an ammunition depot, six military vehicles, and repulsing three artillery platoons. Or, I'm sorry, not platoons, battalions. Damn. Yes. All right. So, thank you to the Night Witches. Thank you to the uh, 46th Taman Guard Night Bombers Aviation Regime. Thank you for keeping Hitler's dirty little fucking hands <laughs> off of Russia. I love it. What powerful women. Absolutely. Good job. Thank you. 
Those are some badass women. Badass ladies. Thank you. I just happened to come across the article and I was like, the fuck is this? Uh, and night witches? Like, I uh, aspire to be I called the night witches. wish someone right? was like, me, 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 she the night witch. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I, oh my God, thank you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks for the compliment. Thanks for the compliment. <laughs> uh, so, side note, is that my robe behind you? The white? No, this is my bride robe. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I had, like, lost one a long, long time ago. That I think Girl, was I can't not fit in not nothing. Is, is, of first yours. of all, it's a robe. So it's fine. For it, you say that. <laughs> Girl, you don't know. If you had never well, been and large one, and in charge, you just white, don't know. I silky robe for a really old costume I had many, many years ago. And oh, your angel. Yes, I forgot. For my angel outfit, my sexy little angel outfit when I thought I was, Lies. you know, whatever. But um, I randomly find things around here that are mine. Always. All the time. <laughs> and I just kind of caught a glimpse of it. It was like the, the I'm sorry. I have I so many towels of hers. <laughs> yes. From when we used to live together. I'm like, remember this bitch? <laughs> it, it's just random. I'm sorry. I random got, shit. I got okay. distracted. Sorry. All right. Are you ready to get this shit? Girl, this is my favorite part. <laughs> Tell me. All right. I get to be Gareth. You do. <laughs> You're such a good Call character. me Gary. All right, Gary. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a title. I'm not going to tell you where I got this whole Ooh. thing from. Uh, it'll come together at okay. the end. Um, we'll start out with just some people. Tell me. For this little background. Okay. So, first we have Brandon Daniel Fugel. Born April 1st, 1973. So he's about oh. 48. He's about to turn 48. Okay. Uh, he was brought up in a middle class family in Utah. He had three. He has three brothers, Cameron, Matthew, and Patrick Hugel. Okay. Okay. In Utah. Don't we just love Utah? First of all, absolutely stunningly beautiful from what I've seen on pictures, but that's neither. Yeah, here the nor pictures there. are beautiful. The siblings were all raised in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or Mormons. The LDS. Brandon began planning his career as a student at Pleasant Grove High School in Utah. Throughout his studies, he um, gravitated towards commercial real estate, particularly interested in office brokerage due to his ability to grant him... Um, Sorry. One, two, three. Throughout his studies, he gravitated towards commercial real estate, particularly interested in office brokerage. Due to his ability to grant him access to industry leaders such as CEOs and CFOs. Oh. At a very, very young age. Okay. Oh, okay. By the age of 18, Fugel had already acquired his real estate license and began his career... In corporate real estate. Mm. 
picking up experience through positions as senior associate at Grub. You have to stop because it can't. It just it's like a thing. Okay, <laughs> you gotta stop. You're throwing me off. By the age of 18, Fugel had already acquired his real estate license and began his career in corporate real estate, picking up experience through positions as senior associates at Grubb and Ellis slash Wallace Associates and vice president of Utah Realty Group. Brandon helped co-found the Salt Lake City office of Coldwell Banker Commercial, or CBC, in 1998. Jeez. So got started super early, kicked fucking ass he super is early. Very busy. Yes. For a young man. Very, very busy. So he was not messing around. Jesus. So I, God, I I know. Had was not that ambitious. No, that especially age. not at 18. Let's no. be honest here. <laughs> So, uh, currently, Brandon functions as Executive Vice President and Director of Corporate Services at CBC, or Caldwell, Coldwell Banker Commercial, earning recognition as top agents. Um, Brandon has aided in setting record sales uh, for Salt Lake City office, uh, which was ranked number one. Dang. Mm-hmm. And the sale of the largest corporate centers and office parks. Jesus. Yes. So he's All real right. estate, but he's doing the big ass office. real estate. Yes. Very, very big ass real estate. Okay. Uh, additionally, he represents corporate clients on local and national le- levels, oh. including Charles Schwab, uh. Novel, and Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company. And the Workers' Compensation Fund. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Busy, busy bee. Couple of uh, high, highfalutin clients. Just a little bit. Um, he was recognized yeah. by Real Estate Forum as one of the top 40 under 40 when he was oh, under 40. yes. <laughs> and distinguished by Utah Business as one of the 100 most influential people. Brandon has leased over 5 million square feet and closed over 1,000 transactions oh during the God. past five years of his career. What? That's only the past five years. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. All, all right. Uh-huh. Busy man. Busy so man. So among these, Fugel directed the leasing processes by numerous – the leasing process for numerous office buildings such as the towers at South – Town and Sandy City Center and Canyon Park Technology Center. All of these are very, very large in Utah. So if we have anybody listening from Utah, sure. they, I'm sure that these are like... They're like, oh my God, I drive by that. Every day. Every day. Additionally, he facilitated the sale of the Cottonwood Corporate Center for $100 million mm. and Embassy Suite Convention Center for another $100 million. What is that amount of money? I, no. I have zero idea. I would love <laughs> to just, just one time, I want to see it. I, just just once. I, but like, all I can think of is like rush hour. 
like when uh, they have all of this like counting machines. Yes. Yeah. Like, and they go in like, yeah, they have the fight scene in there. That's all I can think of. Like any big money. I think a hundred million dollars is probably a little bit more than that. Oh my god! Just a little bit oh more. Oh my than that. god! Okay. In addition to his successful real estate career. Brandon nurtures his love for music through his band Supplicants. Uh, which sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's Supplicant. That's that's the the name of the band. Oh my god! I hope they recently signed with Starpoint Records. Okay, so apparently decent enough. Supplicants. Supplicant. All right. You gotta remember, this guy's like forty. Give him a little bit of a break, okay? I mean, I'm not looking on Apple Music right now. Stay off of it. Brandon also enjoys uh, learning about technology, architecture, current events, reading. Um, he's currently reading Counting Titan, The Life of John D. Rockefeller. Oh, oh. tie back there. Weird. He also, he has his wife and he has four children that he enjoys spending time with. Well, I'm glad he enjoys them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, you know, you know, he's a little busy, but he he works in the kids. Okay, he works works in the theater. Uh, Obviously, he works in the wife plenty because he's got four Uh, kids. Because he got a couple kids. Yes, yes. The next gentleman that I'm going to move on to is Travis Shane Taylor. Born July. Wow, Mm -hmm. we got three first names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Travis was born July twenty fourth, nineteen sixty eight. So he's about fifty two. Okay. In Decatur, Alabama. Woo! Taylor grew up in North Alabama alongside his older brother Gregory who was a chief master sergeant of the Air Force Reserves. Oh, very nice. Yes. So as a boy, uh, Travis read science fiction and mm. dismantled household electronics. Oh, my God. So I'm sure yeah. his parents just yeah. loved mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Just loved him. Beat him with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he... Uh, In eighth grade, he wrote a novella... Uh, about oh. a post-nuclear war America featuring an aerospace engineer who carried a bullwhip and used <laughs> a flying wing that he had invented to spy oh. on the Soviets. Oh, so a little like Indiana Jonesy kind of, yeah, kind of like Back to the Future with maybe a little steampunk thrown in. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that. It's. It's cute. I mean, eighth grade. I gave him a little bit of credit. I love that. His father, Charles Taylor, worked as a machinist at Wild Laboratories, which subcontracted for National Aeronautics and Space Administration, better known as NASA, in the 1960s. Never a straight answer. Uh, his father, Charles, had um, actually built America's... Um, Helped and assisted um, building the first satellite dishes. Whoa! And he actually worked with uh, Werner von Braun. Oh, shit! Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, in high school, 
Taylor's family moved to Somerville, Alabama, which is near mm-hmm. Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was next door to an army scientist. Oh, So just Lord. piqued his little, uh-huh. little, little kid interest. He, um, he actually helped his neighbor, which I just love this, because, you know, he was, like, walking over all pimply-faced kid. Yes. And he was like, hey, can I help you do something? Like, I'm bored. I'm like, excuse you know, me, sir. Like, I'm bored kind yes. of thing. And the neighbor's like, all right. So they built a radio telescope that won what? the state science fair and actually placed sixth in the nation. What? That's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So this actually led um, him into, or actually led the army to reach out and offer a job at Redstone Arsenal uh, oh. to direct energy weapons system at directly out of high school. What? <laughs> with the scholarship. Ah, oh, don't forget the scholarship. Oh, yeah, don't forget. Yeah, so he builds this with his neighbor, and the Army's like, hey. Man, I didn't even get a Core 40 diploma. Truth. Like, I, they were like, Cassie, come on. And there was silence after my name. <laughs> like, there was no accolades, no nothing. They were like, bitch barely graduated. Get the fuck <laughs> out. She's able to walk, and that's it. Yeah, my, oh my god, my uh, assistant principal who, like, shook my hand and everything, he was like, what, no poncho? Because earlier, uh, the week before, I defended myself and friends uh, in a food fight Uh that um, a lower classman had started, and I was told that I was going to get spaghetti, because it was spaghetti day, thrown on me, and I was wearing a hella cute outfit, and I was feeling myself that day, so I... Wore a poncho for lunch. Right on. So I got pegged for premeditation like I started it. Uh, And I was like, no, 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 sir. This was preventative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not premeditated. Preventative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got important shit under here, man. Yeah, but I mean, because you smack one kid, you get in trouble. I don't know. Eh, It's fine. Smack kids. It's fine. He's ginger. It's cool. (laughs) He learned. Funny. Funny thing. Travis is ginger. Hey, Travis. Uh, like, like blonde ginger, kind of. He's a strawberry ginger. <laughs> he is also a black belt marshal. Oh, shit. I'm artist. not smacking him. <laughs> That's a ginger I'm not going to smack. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't smack that ginger. Uh, he also is a private pilot, a scuba diver, oh, races cool. mountain bikes, completed triathlons. Oh. All right, that's a bit much. And has been the lead singer and rhythm guitarist for several rock bands. What about the succulents or whatever the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fuck is. No, no, no. The, the supplements? This, that's not how these two meet through music. They, oh, they meet no. through other things, not through music. Okay. So, uh, Taylor actually currently lives near Huntsville with his wife, Karen, and daughter, Callista. Callista. Callista Jade. And they have two dogs, Ooh. Stevie and Wesker, and a cat named Kiro. Kiro. Yeah. Pure. He, uh, tra- uh, Travis has worked on various programs in the United States Department of Defense and Ooh. NASA for over 16 years. Wow. He's currently working on several advanced propulsion concepts and large space telescopes and space-based beam energy 
systems. I don't know that I know what many of those words in that sentence meant. You know what I mean? So, uh, space beams. Yes. <laughs> just think of space beams. Okay. You know, just you got they just beams going up into the sky. Oh, okay. Just reaching a really far distance. Sure. I'm guessing. I'm into I really it. have zero idea. I mean, space is far. Yes. And so, so a go beam far. would have to go very, very far. Yeah, I mean, sure they got to go. a lot of smarts to do that. I can hardly deal with my uh, uh, Wi-Fi router when it goes down. So, <laughs> so this, know. yeah, much, much more powerful than your <laughs> Wi-Fi router. Uh, he also deals in high-energy lasers and next-generation space space launch concepts oh my god oh okay i wonder so okay i'm not gonna say anything because i don't know i don't know you'll you'll guess here okay so uh taylor is also involved with multiple human intelligence um yeah i I should have looked more into this i apologize um he it's it's a whole bunch of different things it's emerge emerge image I believe in you. Imagery. Yes. Intelligence. Signal intelligence. And measurement intelligence. Okay. So these are different studies that he does. So that's, I mean, that sounds really cool. Yeah. He is an aerospace engineer. Of course he is. Optical scientist. Science fiction author. Star of National Geographic Channel's Rock City Rednecks. What? I did the- not look into Rock City Rednecks. I ran out of time this week, okay? Okay, you did. You've been uh, you've been working hard, girl. But I won't bust your balls. I'm hoping that if I can get into Rock City Rednecks, it may end up being like a whole different kind of episode. Oh, my I really, God. If it's what I think it is, I hope so. Yep, yep, yep. We'll see. Okay. He has actually written uh, t- more than 25 technical papers, 14 wow. science fiction novels, Jeez. and two textbooks. Oh. You know, just a textbook. Just writing textbooks No out big here. deal. All right. So we're circling around to Brandon from before. Okay. Uh, Brandon is a huge science fiction geek. Great. Okay. He has a large movie collection. Complete with a shot up jack a shot up jacket jacket that Arnold Schwarzenegger wore in the Terminator. That's fucking baller, right? Um, the black robe Marlon Brando wore in Superman. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Um, when he when he was sentenced to General Zod, I'm sure you know. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, he. Uh, has a nerdy told uh, interview he said i have a nerdy passion for science for science and while real estate empire and brokerage operations are firmly rooted to the ground with cement bricks i have always daydreamed about future possibilities in technology and physics in 2010 uh brandon and other several invest um, investors launched a project focused on testing gravitational physic physics theories involving exotic propulsion and renewable energy. Exotic propulsion? What? Yeah. In simple terms, it was an attempt to create 
a gravitational reduction device that could produce clean energy. Sure, sure, sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. I That's that, the kind of stuff that I talk about at the dinner table. Yeah, I mean, you know, he just, he's like, hey, let's just give this a what try. What about if we thought about it happens? Have you thought about this? <laughs> yeah, man. Normal chat stuff. Totally normal. In 2016, Brandon purchased a 512-acre ranch in Utah. After purchasing the ranch, he enlisted Travis and others to help him with his research. Can you guess where I'm going with any of this? It mainly has to do uh, with Brandon purchasing this ranch. Okay, okay, okay. Okay? Yep. Brandon purchased Skinwalker Ranch. God damn it. I, I, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Tanner and I found the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Oh my God. I, I almost watched it, but we started watching a different show (laughs) called Kings of Pain. So, the secret of Skinwalker Ranch is literally next. It needs to be next because I re-listened to last pod Skinwalker Ranch. I listened to that episode. I'm not kidding you like four times because I made Tanner listen to that episode because, I mean, Tanner's my... Tanner's my alien nerd, right? Love. Like, him, me and him are like, that's our thing. We binged the shit out of this show. And, like, oh my the, God, it, it yes. was to the point where, like, oh, my God, we have to turn it off and go to bed. Wait, yes. Multiple times. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, I, 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 you have to absolutely okay. watch this show. So oh, well, I'll have some motherfucking time here soon. You will have some motherfucking time. <laughs> please send me, uh, please email me with all of your show suggestions, yes. your uh, movie suggestions, your book suggestions. Continue. Oh, yeah. We do need to get you some book suggestions. Yes. Okay. Yes. Everything. Send over to her. Send gifts. <laughs> yes. Literally, GIF gifts. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that'll keep you entertained for a few minutes. Memes. Memes. All the memes. Meme queen. Oh, my God. You could just, like, make memes, too. Oh, my God. I will be the meme queen. You will be the meme queen. Back to our story. Uh, Back to Skinwalker Ranch. Due to his background and estimated net worth of $100 million, Shut the fuck up. Brandon provides his team with the technology to do the needed research. Oh, what They have God. cameras constantly recording on the entire, uh, just throughout the entire property. That's, they yep. have a massive command center behind a very secure door. They have guards with guns, barbed wire, and any many other security measures to ensure all their experiments are undisturbed by intruders. Wow! It, it, I mean, it's Skinwalker Ranch. You know, there is there is still that that stigma. I yeah, it's yep. in the middle of nowhere, but I'm so sure that people just like pull up. But now they're met with people with guns. I mean, that would detour me. It, it, me too. That would detour me. Me too. Um. Brandon brings on Travis uh, for the command center. They have plasma 
physicist Eric Bard. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, who has worked with Brandon for the last decade? Decade. Wow. They have Dr. Jim Segala, who holds a PhD in physics as well as advanced degrees in engineering, and is the chief engineer scientist or the chief scientist on Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, Jim has over 30 years experience of designing and building complex experimental systems. Holy shit. Yes. He's like, I've been waiting my whole fucking life for this opportunity. He's so freaking funny too. Like he is like, all right, let's figure out the best kind of experiment we can do for what we need. It's amazing. So, um, for over nine years, Jim was an active researcher at the Institute for Advanced Studies in Austin, where he performed experiments in the area of quantum entanglement, quantum op- optics, vacuum polarization, neurobiology, and has investigated several medical injury cases directly connected with reported UFO phenomena. Oh, shit. So he's the doctor that you call after you've been abducted. Yes. Yes. And he's the guy who's actually going to run every single experiment on your butthole that you want. I got on your butthole. (laughs) (laughs) So this is also a working ranch along with the... Scientist, you'll be you'll be introduced to Jim Morris, who is the ranch manager, Tim Winterton, who is the superintendent for the ranch. Oh, okay. Candace Lind and Tom Lewis that are caretakers and very old friends of Brandon. Wow. All right. Uh, they're also scientists in their own right. Wow. Yes. Damn. Well, I mean. You probably don't surround yourself with stupid people. Exactly. Um, and then they also have Bryant, known as Dragon Arnold. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not kidding you. Kaylee, you he... will only refer to me as Dragon now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so he runs security on the ranch. Of course, Dragon. <laughs> I mean, you should have guessed security. that. <laughs> really, the name... Can you have any other job if your name is Dragon? Right. You can't be, uh, like, head chef Dragon. No, you can't (laughs) at all. You can't be ranch hand Dragon. (laughs) (laughs) No. He's really funny um, because he works along with these scientists, and he, like, he tries to keep up. Yes. Um, But I actually found a picture, and it's one of the ones I'm going to put up on our Instagram. I love it. Of Bryant and Brandon Fugel posing as young Mormon missionaries. Um, So they've known each other for a very, very long time. Oh, my God. To any of our friends out there, if you ever have millions of dollars and just want to give me random jobs, I'll do random jobs for you. Bro, literally whatever you need. Whatever you need. God, you can call me Dragon. (laughs) You'll have to call you Dragon. Yeah, but our our friend Jackie sent me a TikTok and said something about... Uh, Sir breaks a lot. So that was my name before Dragon. So, right. Dragon's a much more badass name. Absolutely. Dragon's amazing. I would love to be your personal security. Man, I'm going to have me a new back here soon. She's going to be strong. You are going to be amazing for security. Thank you. I'm going to be sturdy as fuck, boy. Terminator over here. Fast as fuck, boy. Yeah. (laughs) Bionic man. Yes. (laughs) 
time with you. So in an interview with Brandon on Vice.com, he was asked if he was oh, making, gosh. I know, right, if he was making any money from the show on the History Channel. I mean, it's a, it's, yeah. it's a show. They wanted to know, is you know. Is it really on the History Channel? Of course it's on the History Channel. Kings of Pain is on the History And Ancient Channel. Aliens is on the History Channel. Ah, well, this is yeah, our I history. <laughs> yes. Learn your history, ladies and gentlemen, and ladies go to the fucking History Channel at 9 p.m. at night. Oh, you better believe. Like, I, I think it's like, it may be like Friday nights. The That's great. Ancient Alien comes on. Yes. And so I'll just randomly put it on. And every time Tanner comes on for work, Ancient Aliens is playing. <laughs> he's like, mm, hello. And he's like, oh. And then he acts like he's not interested, and then we sit there and watch it for three hours. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Brandon told them, told the people who asked him this, Vice.com, he said, I have yet to personally take a penny related to my involvement with the show. The show is primarily a vehicle to inform public, to inform the public regarding the reality of what we are monitoring and recording on the ranch. I believe it is the greatest science project of our time. I want the opportunity to allow the public some access and view of what is truly occurring here. I just can't open the gates. That would be irresponsible. I love this. I love that uh, view. Yes. It's like, I don't want any money. And I know that I can't open up the gates and just make this a theme park. Yeah. Or just let people walk through. Because, I mean, there are literally, people are getting hurt on that ranch. Yes. Due to reasons they don't know what are causing it. So I'm not going to tell you everything that happened on the show because you're always like, I have to watch it. Oh, my God, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, but a few things were, um, you know, people did actually, there were a couple of just, like, random injuries there that they couldn't explain. (laughs) Um, is that is it like Ghost Adventures, like Zach Bagans level, like I got a scratch on me? No, this is legitimately people are going to the hospital. No! Yes, uh, one guy was exposed to exceptionally high. I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. Okay, okay, okay. So to start out, um, they have RF meters, which are used to measure radiation. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? Why? But why though? Mm, no, the question is why they only go off in random times. Oh, it's, I don't like it's that. It's not like it's sitting in a spot and it's just constantly going uh-huh, off. Uh-huh. It will stop going off. And it just pops off. Mm-hmm. In random places? Random places. What the? I, <laughs> I can't wait to watch this. So here is a really, really good example. Um, Travis actually pulls off the lid to a well. Just oh, randomly no. pulls it off, uh-huh. and he gets hit with an extremely high amount of radiation. No. They walk over, and they hold these little meters that is like, this is an extreme amount. He goes to the hospital with radiation burns. <gasps> oh, my They go God. back to that well a few days later, the exact same spot. They pull that lid off the well. And they have an even a, 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 a somebody who's very very specialized in the field of radiation. Sure, and nothing. No way. Nothing. Just not a one. Not a damn thing. 
Wow. I know. I can't remember the radiation um, measurement. I know there's a special name of it. I know that, like, you can't have, like. Right. You can't have a certain amount. Yeah. Yeah. I literally just listened but, to the but, last podcast about it. And, and uh, this is. like this So I wonder what dose he got of it. It, it tells you on the show. Like, he literally, he is standing in front of the camera and going, oh, shit, that's not a normal amount of radiation. Oh, my God. I mean, God. The, the, the device is just is just alarming in, in so many different ways. And they actually, they show you all of it. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's camera crews that are just following them around. <laughs> so the home, this one was strange and they don't go into it uh-huh too much um in the home that was once owned by the shermans oh yeah mm-hmm. the caretakers candace and her boyfriend tom uh-huh they actually live there no no Mm-hmm. Abs- <laughs> absolutely and, not and honestly it's so cute from the outside oh it's i bet so freaking cute um they wanted to have the scientists come out because they were hearing strange noises, and it was just... Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, right. It was affecting so them weirdly. They find a completely sealed room. No. Fuck. You gotta move. Completely. <laughs> I I mean... And I, when I mean sealed, I mean watertight. <gasps> watertight room. No cracks. Absolutely nothing that can get into this room. It is inches of cement thick i mean it, it is it's oh my exceptionally God. thick and in this room there is a pile of ash no and small bone fragments uh, um no, no and they did an experiment they had candace and tom walk around their house mm-hmm. like they normally would and because of the way that this room was built and it's completely hollow, it was causing vibrations and noises and everything that they were hearing because of this sealed off room. But what's the ash and what's the bone fragments? Oh, and why my was it? God. So why they were is their it? own creepy sound. Exactly. But then they found something worse. Exactly. How horrifying. Very horrifying. And they're still living there. No, as far as, far as nope. the show showed, girl, yeah. no, I'd live in a tent. Mm-hmm. A tent can be haunted. I know. Um, there were, of course, um, animal attacks. There was a death of a cow. Um, but and I'm not gonna spoil this. But what's amazing when the cow died is the fact that they had cameras on it. Shut your mouth during its death. Shut your mouth hole. Your beautiful mouth hole. No way. Do yes. they like it's like documented showed they talk about it? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I don't think I'm gonna be able to wait. I don't know if you can have like I it it's phenomenal. Oh, uh, poor Sam. He's gonna be like, Do I really have a lot? I'm gonna He's be like, gonna, Yes, you do. He is gonna love it because I mean some of the stuff they find is just like crazy it's insanity and That's like awesome. these are legitimate scientists and they go back and they go into all the history of all these people and you know their knowledge and everything like it's 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 insane fuck yeah bro they discuss what i thought was really really cool was the uinta basin itself the the thing about the, U- the yeah. uinta basin is that it's shaped like a satellite dish 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just exactly. Wow. So um, they think like they have all kinds of speculations. Yeah, I'm just hoping that there is going to be a season two. There better be. I mean, oh, there better be. I'm and from what it sounds like, Brandon absolutely wants to continue this. I mean. In one of, like, I think it was the last episode, they bring in the, I, shit, I think it was, it's it's somebody very important in the um, Utah state government. Okay. I cannot remember his exact title, but it's, it's very, very high. I think it was something to do with, like, defense okay so anyways i mean they they bring in officials you know what i mean and brandon definitely seems to think like hey i got a hundred million dollars let's continue funding this yeah i mean it's not like he's hurting for money or anything and this and he's like geeked out about all this stuff too which is amazing really cute yeah it's amazing um so okay so since i didn't tell you my sources in the beginning Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to give them to you real quick. Uh, we have callers.com, mm. um, a website called about, about.me slash Brandon Fugel, wikipedia.com, history.com, utahbusiness.com, vice.com, celebs are in depth, in depth.com, and futurism.com. That is so freaking cool. <laughs> That was fucking amazing. Oh, thank you. I absolutely. You blew my mind. I'm so glad. That was my goal. I Kaylee, I was uh, like, I can't just start her out talking about Skinwalker Ranch because everybody talks. Everybody has a Skinwalker Ranch episode. Yes. And I didn't want to do it about Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, it was a little bit. But either way. Uh, no, I absolutely love it. And I can't wait to watch that show. I'm so serious. When we were like sitting there and we we're like, well, did we watch mm-hmm. that one or did we watch this one? Then we clicked on Kings of Pain. Mm-hmm. I think it was more like accident. I was like, oh, shit. I already clicked on that one. Okay, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll just do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, you don't have to. I'll save Kings of Pain like for next time to tell you about it. But Okay. I Amazing job. <laughs> Thank I you. I can't wait. Thank you. All righty. Well, are you ready to get that shit, Kaylee? I'm so ready. Awesome. So this week I decided with the help of Kaylee because she's a fucking genius. <laughs> um, this week we are going to highlight the Nashville Jam Company. Mm. Fucking delicious, right? I am craving some right now. Uh, yes, we just ran out of our strawberry jalapeno. Sam made homemade biscuits and gravy for me this past weekend. And uh, one of my favorite things in this world is a fresh buttered biscuit with a little bit of jam on it. Nothing better. Nothing better, right? So uh, if you head on over to NashvilleJamCo.com, you can support this local business. They have multiple different types of jams going on. Uh, let's see. What do we got good We got right peach now? habanero. Yes. We have strawberry, 
raspberry, blueberry. Let's see what else. Let me scroll. Do the scroll, scroll, scroll. Give me something. That's good. what we got. Okay. That's what I'm looking right. at right now. But I need uh, that peach habanero. Like that Delicious. just sounds perfect. Oh, jeans and jellies. Spring. Maybe if I fucking click on the end. You're so pretty. Thing. God, I. It's a good thing too. <laughs> what uh, else we got? <laughs> strawberry jalapeno. All right, your faves. Uh, strawberry, blackberry, apple, bourbon. Oh my god. I would fuck with that. Oh yeah. Peach. Ooh, we have a three pepper and a six pepper. Okay. And also a smoky tomato. Oh, that sounds I good. I would fuck with that. Oh, my God. Your mom could do some damage with that. She could that. do some damn damage. Yes. All righty. I don't know why I'm clicking my tongue today. It's really annoying me. <laughs> Let me double check on this. Uh, I want to give you the accurate ounceage. 10.5 ounces goes for seven dollars and 95 cents what so that's a lot of jam it's a it's a shit ton of jam that's we got our lar- uh, our uh-huh. 10 and a half ounce at christmas and we just finished ours so it lasts it lasts plenty. a minute yeah yeah for seven bucks hell yeah for seven bucks and we also used that strawberry jalapeno on top of brie and then we wrap it, of course you with did. crescent roll. Of course you did. I know we've talked about it before. I mean, I was invited for that, but next time it's next time it's fine. It's, it's totally fine. <laughs> you can't be here every time we have brie. All fine. right, damn. I'm so sorry. I mean, normally I can smell it by my house. You know, no kidding. We're close it. enough. That she just shows up. <laughs> Excuse me. I smell brie, ma'am. Excuse me. Is that brie? Also, don't forget. They do have biscuits and jam sets ready for you. Uh, perfect for your Easter. Oh my gosh, Gift yeah. They would be people. a great Easter basket. They horrible. are 35. It comes with a biscuit mis- one, two, three. Biscuit mixture. Ooh, that's hard to say. Mm-hmm. A biscuit mixture. <laughs> and then it comes with two full-size jams nice for sure and then there is also a jam variety pack let's see here yeah it is wow it's three full jams for 23.95 i'm sorry 22.95 no freaking way yeah bruh so make sure absolutely, guys. you head on over to NashvilleJamCo.com. Or if you're in Nashville, just pop on over. Pop support on Support your in, local business. Support that local business. Make sure if you're popping in, wear that goddamn mask. Put yes. that thing on. Put the mask because on. Because it's, it's what a decent damn human does, okay? Yes. Just love do you. Just do it. We just love you. It. Love you. All right. So, Kaylee. I think that's all I got for that, get that shit, my All love. right. Did you uh, you wrapped us up really well? Good Thanks. Job. You're welcome. I'm, I'm so hungry. I know. Now I'm now I want biscuits. Now I'm really can Sam make us biscuits. Really Samuel, quick. make us biscuits. Sammy. <laughs> um Cassie, I wanted to remind you most importantly to find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. 
Oh, yes. Uh, you specifically. Where is that? That is Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if I can even speak No, it. we're going to start a new one called Splatify. Splatify. <laughs> uh, don't forget about Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. You know what, Kaylee? I won't forget about that. As long as you don't forget to go to our Instagram, uh, you can find that at GTS underscore podcast. And you can find all of our different links on our link tree there. Everything I just told you about. Everything that she just told you about. Also, while you are on your favorite podcasting platform, please do not forget to like, follow, and subscribe so we can continue to grow our shit and get some sponsors. All right? Absolutely. Yes. So if you want to see more content, make sure that you like us. All right? Also, if you have any ideas for anything that you guys want to hear or you think that we should know about, you also have shows, movies, or books that you want to recommend while I am uh, down for the count. Send them over. Send them over. Please holler at us at GTS with Kaylee and Cassie at gmail.com. All righty. Well, I think that's it. I think that covers it. Right on, man. Well, love and light. Love and light, y'all. Can't wait to see you next time. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.